0: So about 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon, I had kind of, actually, sorry, about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, remember we started hearing confessions. 2 o'clock, I was getting really, really desperate. I didn't really have any homiletic ideas, so I did something that I usually don't do, and I usually end up regretting. I asked Father Sibley for an idea. (laughs) And he suggested that why don't I preach about this little line that says, without me, you can do nothing. I said, great, awesome. What do I say? He says, well, you know, you could talk about how life is so convenient these days and how, in, how we've advanced so far in technology that do we really need Christ? I mean, think about it. Renee, he calls me Renee. Think about it. I mean, if you want some food, you can go to Whole Foods and get it organically. It's great, you used to have to go pick blackberries and shoot deer and stuff like that. You don't do that anymore. If you want water, you can go to your fridge and pour out of a Brita water filter and get free of all the chemical toxins that you know everybody's scared of. If you want to tra- get any transportation, you don't have to go saddle up a horse and you know ride around and gallop around. All you have to do is climb in your car, drive, that's that. If you want Counseling, go to a psychologist. If you want spiritual advice, go to Oprah. You're set. <laughs> Why do we need Christ? And I was like, Father, that's a great point. Why do we need Christ? I don't know. <laughs> that's a pastor right there. 20 minutes before my homily, and he didn't have any idea <laughs> on what what we're to do and how to answer this question. So thank you. So I'm gonna do the best I can. Because I think he brings up a good point. These days, we have this thing coming about called practical atheism. And it's basically this idea that, look, I've got it all set. Life is convenient. Life is good. I'm fed. I'm healthy. Everything's good. Why do I need God? God is kind of extraneous, don't you think? I mean, it's nice that he's there, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm getting along just fine without him. Why come to church at all? I think that's a big reason, if we're honest, why a lot of our millennial generation doesn't really come to Mass as much as generations previously, because we've never really been wanting for much of anything, never really been vulnerable, never really been desirous of anything. And you know what? It's true. Very true. If all this life is about is getting convenient, getting comfortable, and just living a long one, then in that case, let's be honest. We don't really need God. But that is only true if we believe that fundamental lie that that's what life is all about. That life is all about just getting comfortable. That life is all about just kind of getting, getting to the point where we can just kind of nestle up on a couch and watch Netflix all day. That life doesn't really mean anything or doesn't have anything eternal tied in with it. But the fact of the matter is, is that's not what life is all about. This life it has nothing to do, and it will not last forever. This life is but a training ground for eternity. Because the fact of the matter is, you and I are not made for this world. We're not made to just get comfortable. We're made for eternity. And this fact is not hard to prove at all. How many times do you and I reflect on our day, reflect on our life, and go, wow, my mind. How the time has flown i can't believe it's already april as if somehow time has never flown by as if there was you know a day wasn't 24 hours long a week wasn't seven days a week and a month wasn't 30 days as if somehow we've lived in a world where time doesn't progress how many times do you and i see little children and after a while or after you know sometime we go, man look at how much he's grown as if, like, you know, children suddenly don't grow these days. I mean, this, but yet we're astonished by this. Do you want better, guys? How often do we look in the mirror and go, oh, God, I'm, my hairline's receded again, <laughs> I can't believe that. Or I'm going bald, or I'm going great. As if we didn't think this was going to happen. Guys, we are going to age. Time progresses on, and yet for some reason, deep down within, we don't think that's the case. Why because we are made for eternity. That is the reality of it. Which means, and that's the only context in which this gospel makes any sense whatsoever. Any sense. The only way this gospel makes any sense is if you and I truly sit and rest and contemplate with the fact that we are going to die. The fact that we are not going to last here forever, and the fact that we are going to pass on. And the fact is that whenever we come and approach death, if it is a gradual one, we're not going to look back and think, man, I really wish I would have bought the iPhone 7 as soon as it would have came out. Doggone it. We're not going to look back and think, wow, I wish I would have started you know, the, the, the episodes of Lost, as if like you know, I really wish that, that would have happened, that would have benefited me so much. We're not going to look back and think, oh man, I wish I'd have chosen the Chevy instead of the Cadillac or the Audi instead of the Lexus. now that I can afford either of those cars. But my point being, we're not going to care. It doesn't matter. What we will look back upon and what we'll probably regret are those times that we didn't pray. Those times that we didn't stop at the lemonade stand. Those times... Where we failed to have those conversations with our loved ones that we were too scared to have. What we're going to regret is not the material things, but the spiritual things. That's what we're going to regret. And that's what we're going to be thankful for as well. We're going to be thankful for the friendships that we had, the people that we encountered, the graces that the Lord gave us throughout our lives. That's what's going to count. That's what's going to matter. And I learned this very clearly or very vividly whenever I was doing hospice. Whenever I was doing hospice, I worked closely with a chaplain. And one of the things that I, that I asked him one day was like, hey, deacon, uh, you ever been around any priests who have passed away? You know, being that I will be in that situation one day. And uh, he goes, yeah, I have. I was like, well, what's it like? He goes, honestly, a priest passing away is one of the hardest things ever to see. Because whenever a priest begins the dying process, what he sees is all those times where he has failed his flock. And all the times where he didn't pray. All the times where maybe he was too hard on the people of God. All the times maybe he was too soft on the people of God. All the times where he was a burden or a barrier for them to bear fruit for eternal life. And honestly... I don't think that's a bad reflection I think it's a good honest reflection on our lives I don't think it's a place to sit in as place of despair agony but I think that that's a good insight as to what we will go through on our last days we will be reflecting on these things and if we don't if we're not aware of that we're gonna have a lot of regrets if we're not aware of the fact that only the only thing that really matters in this life are the spiritual things not that you know the material things aren't good Not that we need to throw them all out, but they can get in the way. There was a reason why Jesus said it is harder for a rich man to pass, it was harder for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven. Because a rich man believes that it's all about material things. Whenever death only proves and drives home the undeniable point that life has really always been about the spiritual things. And that's what the point that Jesus is making here and now. That if you really want a meaningful life, a life worth living, it's going to have to be in me. If you want to bear eternal fruit, it's going to have to be in me. If you want to live forever, it's going to be in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. And if you fail to make that eternal fruit, you will be gathered And you'll be thrown into a fire for all of eternity. But if you continue to bear fruit, listening and following me, staying close to me, abiding in me, and asking me for what you want, truly you will live forever. You will bear eternal fruit. Guys, that's the answer to the question. Why do we need Christ in the midst of this comfortable, easygoing world? Where everything's set for us, where suffering is at an absolute minimum, because it's absolutely not about this world to begin with. This world is a train station, a kind of go between, a kind of intermediate place. No, guys, we are not called to nest in this world because it's impossible. St. Augustine said, My heart is restless until it rests in you until it rests in you. And that's the call of the Christian life. That's the purpose of all of our lives, to rest in Jesus. And the only way to do that is to abide in him, to recognize that he is the vine and we are the branches, and to recognize that one unbelievable eternal truth, that fact that without Christ, we can do nothing.